Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, March 22nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you part of the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Lee, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. The guest today at 1230 will be joined by Jefferson Head Girls softball coach Desiree Waters, as we'll have their game tomorrow night on TV 10 as they host Washington for a sectional matchup. Uh, But let's get right into baseball from last night. We had a good one on TV 10 last night between uh, Martinsburg and Jefferson in baseball. And uh, guys, it was kind of as advertised, a very good ball game. Yeah. you know, Martinsburg was pretty much in control the entire time. Jefferson really didn't threaten too much. Uh, so give credit to Michael Lupus and what he was able to do, six strikeouts and six innings of work. Um, definitely very impressive. Owen Rupenthal uh, cleans it up there in the seventh. So um, good win for the Bulldogs, a team that struggled against Jefferson quite a bit last year. Only won one of the five meetings, but all the games were very close. Um, and so that's what we kind of expected heading in. Uh, Jefferson's offense, though, early in the season is not really finding it. Uh, their defense has been pretty good. Their pitching's been solid, but um, only, you know, four runs in two games, you're going to need more offense to uh, find ways to win those kind of games, especially against an EPAC opponent. Martinsburg did just enough. Lupus hits that home run, which gave them a big uh, – boost offensively he really was the star of last night's game but uh, for Jefferson they're going to need more offensive production I think they'll get that as the season goes on they're a young team so uh, two young teams two different teams than what we've seen but similar results still a close game between Martinsburg and Jefferson yeah I enjoyed last night's game it was competitive uh, great atmosphere there as well with those on hand even staying through the uh cold weather once the sun went down because it was the uh home opener for martinsburg and the uh debut of the new upgrades that they had so that added to the uh atmosphere in the game itself and it seemed like the two teams really fed off that at the beginning things kind of died down up until the home run and then late when uh jefferson was trying to make a comeback in the seventh inning but was unable to fully do so but it's always fun when those two teams match up it's always low scoring a chess match as the cliche goes and it will be from the next time they go at it yeah and uh, michael lupus starting pitcher got the win on the mound six innings three hits no runs one walk six strikeouts Owen rubenthal came in to get the save in the seventh inning one hit one run not earned three strikeouts and, you know, you talk to Coach Byler, we'll hear from him in a moment. 77 pitches for Michael Lupus. Normally in the regular season, you may try to push him, but obviously still trying to get adjusted into this season. So you don't want to throw him at necessarily that seventh inning yet. Uh, but, uh, Nick, you caught up with WVU Medicine Player of the Game. 
Michael Lupus, who also had a home run, a solo shot, had another RBI on a sack fly in the game as well. So he had two of the three RBIs uh, in the game. So that pretty much helped him, but uh, he was well-deserving of the WVMS player of the game. And here is your interview. Thank you, Spencer. Down here with our player of the game, Michael Lupus. Uh, Michael, six strikeouts for you tonight on the mound. Uh, first start with the uh, new turf um, against a rival like Jefferson. What was really clicking for you on the mound tonight? Uh, honestly, it was my cutter. I kept uh, leading them with fastballs, getting them 0-2, and then breaking the cutter on the outside, and that's what was working. You had a home run to that game as well. So uh, what was that like for you and a team – that is a team we talked to Coach Byler before the season. He thought you guys would have to rely a lot on your speed, uh, but you were able to get that one uh, and, and really crush it out there. Well, it felt amazing. You know, past two years, Jefferson has beat us. So it just felt amazing. It felt warm. Early season win against, like you said, Jefferson, a team that's beat you guys most of the time over the last couple of years. Uh, what do you think this does for the team and, and the momentum, especially with a pretty young group? Confidence. Sky, skyrocketing, and we're just going to keep letting the bats roll and move on to the next game. All right, Michael, thank you, and good luck. We'll now be joined by the head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Aaron Byler. Coach, uh, big win over Jefferson here tonight. Michael Lupus gives you a great outing there on the mound. What can you say about him? Well, you know, you got to credit Mike. That's a kid, you know, he came into our program, didn't really pitch a lot, kind of, you know, started pitching as a sophomore, through some innings last year, you know, in kind of low, lower key matchups, and then he threw them out here tonight against Jefferson. And you know, what more can you say? I thought he did a really great job. And then he, you know, they bring in their big time transfer, you know, and uh, he takes them deep. And I thought that was a big, big turning point in the game. Kind of proved to our guys that no matter who they threw out there, we were going to be right there and able to hit it. Game gets close there toward the end. Normally, you would probably keep Michael in the game, but with it being early in the season, you want to keep his pitch count down. Uh, you put Ruben Fall in, and he comes through for you. What can you say about his uh, performance there, especially when the pressure kind of got on toward the end? Well, that's a pretty big situation for your first uh, varsity appearance on the mound, right? So credit to him for coming in there, handling the adversity. You know, Christian, you know, takes that ball off the face, goes out. you got a big delay. You know, credit him to handling his emotions, being calm, came back, struck the next guy out, and, you know, just super proud of him too. I, I think – if, if Mike and Owen can throw the way they threw tonight and then, you you know, you take Carson, who's, you know, our number one, and, you know, he didn't throw tonight, and you put those three guys in a rotation, I think we have potential, but we have a long way to go. Coach, this is a different Jefferson team than last year. It's a young team just like you guys, but it's still Jefferson at the end of the day. So what do you think this win does for you guys uh, moving forward in terms of momentum, especially if you're a young group? Well, I think it's good, but like I told him in the huddle at the end of the game, you know, our expectations that we beat Jefferson every time we play them. You know, we don't, we're not trying to, you know, to see the Cougar on their hat over there and, you know, bow down to anybody. We're gonna, we're gonna play them every single time. And the expectation is, is that's just another win. But it's a good regular season, early season win. All right, coach, thank you and good luck the rest of the week. That was Nick with head coach Aaron Byler along with Michael Lupus, our player of the game last night. Martinsburg takes on Spring Mills tomorrow night. Unfortunately, we won't be able to cover that as that changed from Friday to Thursday. But looking at some other games from last night in the area, it was a 
shutout for Musselman as they beat Washington 4 nothing behind a gem from Dylan Stevens on the mound. The Shepherd commit tossed six innings of three-hit, nine-strikeout ball. The Appleman now 2-3, and 1-1 one and one in the EPAC, while the Patriots fell to 2-2 two and two and 0-1 and in the conference. Hedgesville rolled over Hampshire 12-2 as Jackson Rest went 3-4 for four at the plate with four RBIs. Eagles now 2-1. and one. Spring Mills fell to Kaiser 8 nothing as the Cardinals now sit at 1-1. One and one. Uh, Biggest takeaway from what I just said, Dylan Stevens doing his thing down there for Musselman as they got off to a slow start, and uh, now they currently sit at 3-1-1 and one and one in the EPAC. Yeah, uh, we expected them to pick things up at some point and uh, you know return to the level of play that we expected Musselman to be at this year so. Not too surprised that they were able to get that win um, to bounce back and, and with Stevens on the mound and what he's been able to do really over the past two seasons for Musselman. You know, he gives you a great chance to win the game. So, uh, really good matchup. Washington gave a good effort but had a few too many errors. Uh, couldn't quite get their bats going. But uh, for EPAC baseball, you know, I mean, these, this is what we expect close games, good pitching. Uh, not a ton of runs being scored because of that pitching and uh, you know competitive baseball so I think we'll get that again tonight when Mosman takes on Hedgesville two of the teams with the most experience in the EPAC um, for Spring Mills losing to Kaiser that's a little bit concerning you know a double a school after you got that win over Mosman is this going to be the same kind of season we had for Spring Mills last year. And I don't want to like live and die on each game because I think obviously in baseball season it's a long year and you can't read too much into it. But, you know, last season we talked about how Chase Herndon, if he was pitching, they had a chance to win. But if anybody else was going, they were probably going to lose that game. And at least based on the early season, they not Herndon, but a new, a new uh, player in that similar type role, you know, he pitches well enough for them to beat Musselman but then they fall to Kaiser. Uh, and again, it's only the second game of the season. And of the AA schools, or at least around the area, Kaiser is usually one of the better ones. Um, but still, uh, that, that's you know kind of a tough way to start your year and not really knowing about Spring Mills. Are they going to you know, project up? Was this just kind of a bad game for them? And for all we know, Kaiser had their ace going and he was throwing well or, or whatever the case may be. Or is it going to be similar to last year where if – their top guy isn't on the mound, you know, they're a pretty beatable team. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right, we will looking at some other games. So we mentioned our game tonight. It'll be Musselman at Hedgesville. Pre-game coverage begins at 640 with first pitch at 7. Uh, that should be a good game, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who both both teams start on the mound. Yeah, well, because we know it won't be uh, Steven since he pitched yesterday, but these two teams, as Nick said, uh, arguably the most with uh experience coming back on their rosters it's a evenly matched uh game i feel like on paper so i'm looking forward to seeing how these two teams fare tonight and uh looking at some other games washington hosts clear spring jefferson hosts hampshire and spring mills travels to mercersburg academy in pennsylvania we'll move over to softball here quickly hedgesville rolled over hampshire 15 to 3 the eagles are now 1 and 0 they host muscleman tonight spring mills beat clear spring in maryland 27 to 11 the cardinals are now 3 and 1 and host martinsburg on thursday jefferson shut out martinsburg 15 to nothing they're 2 and 2 on the season believe it was a 
come or it was a no hitter. Uh, we'll get into that later with head coach Desiree Waters here in about 11 minutes. They'll take on Tuscarora and Frederick, Maryland tonight. Washington knocked off Musselman 9-1. to The Patriots are 2-0. and And the Lady Appleman fell to 0-3. So that game tomorrow between Jefferson and Washington in softball should be a very good game, uh, which we'll have for you on TV 10. Talk rated WRNR 640 pregame, 7 p.m. Uh, first pitch. That'll do it here for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll talk World Baseball Classic. What was an amazing ending last night to the World Baseball Classic. Not necessarily because USA did fall, but that was a great matchup and one that you wouldn't get to see in the MLB. We'll talk about that once we return after this two-minute break. In a long time. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association would like to thank Pine Creek Structures for being a diamond sponsor and City National Bank, Eastern Panhandle Heating and Cooling, DRB Homes, High Point Roofing, and Aspen Home Improvements for being platinum sponsors of the 26th Annual Home Show. The Home Show this year will take place March 25th and 26th at the Martinsburg Roundhouse. For more information, visit www.easternwvhomebuilders.org. We hope to see you there. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. As what a way to end the World Baseball Classic last night. Uh, as the one, the only Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout, both play for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, matchup you wouldn't typically see in the major leagues, obviously, because they play for the you same would never team. See. Yeah, you would never see. Uh, and what a way for things to go down here! As uh, we'll play the call here from Fox and Joe Davis. 
Oh, hold on, let me turn our music off here. As uh, here's the call. Trout's ready. Three, two. He struck him out. Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. That courtesy of Fox Sports and the MLB, as well as the World Baseball Classic. But uh, Japan wins the World Baseball Classic. U.S. comes up just short. But what a pitching matchup, or what a matchup to end the to end the game. Yeah, it has to be the championship USA against Japan, the defending champions of the World Baseball Classic in Japan, a nation that is so rich in history and baseball as well, and a team that hadn't won the World Baseball Classic since 2009, and with Otani, the best player in the world. It was fun to see, even though I wanted USA, obviously, to come back and win the game and they came close maybe if uh they didn't pitch Otani and kept you Darvish out there USA would have had a chance but it's just insane to me how anybody can ever get a hit off Shohei Otani just watching that last at bat 100 plus mile an hour fastballs and then ending it with a very nasty 87 mile an hour slider that right at the last second just goes outside and fools Mike Trout who's arguably the second best player in baseball yeah i thought the matchup was obviously pretty interesting um the world baseball classic you know has that appeal because it's almost like a march madness type tournament you know single elimination which you don't typically see in baseball usually you get at least you know three game series especially in the finals there uh but you know that's not how the world baseball classic works and we knew too the usa what kind of limited them compared to Japan was the pitching. Uh, the United States didn't have the top-tier pitching on its roster uh, this year, uh, but the lineup for them was, you know, probably the best lineup in the world. Uh, they had, you know, all the best hitters that they needed, but they were lacking in the pitching department. So Japan had the edge in pitching. They proved that last night. It was good enough to get the win. Um Good game, you know, good run for the United States. They had a couple of games where they were down late and were able to come through. Uh, But in baseball, you know, it always does come down to pitching, and that's where the United States kind of lacked in its roster. Maybe if the top pitchers did come over and and play, they would have really been able to win it all, but they didn't. So Japan had the edge there, and they proved that last night um, to get that win. So. You know, but, overall, it was a fun series. You get that fun matchup there at the end, and um, it, it definitely brought some fun back to baseball, which is good to see. And the MLB could use a little bit more of that energy in it. And I don't know if it's just because of the countries and the fact that you're rooting for your country and not just like a team or what the case may be, but there was a lot of energy in the crowds and stuff like that uh, and excitement, which we don't really get in an MLB stadium, especially in the regular season. But I think that's why, I though. think we also learned that the World Baseball Classic is here to stay. Yeah, I believe I heard that the next one will be in three years. But to go back to your point that you kind of just ended with, Nick, it's regular season compared to the World Baseball Classic where the entire thing felt like a playoff, if not championship atmosphere for what we had last night it's tough for 162 games for fan bases to do that night in and night out right obviously be great to see and 
you see that in Japan because of how much they love baseball, but I don't know if they have 162 games in their season. I don't think I'd have they to do, but they see still have that. Probably but over 100. The, the fan base is very different depending on what country you're in. I still think that you could have more fun with the game. I yes, think no, they need to make baseball that, that's somehow more fun. And, you know, even an NBA regular season game, uh, unless it's like the worst team in the league, like the Pistons or somebody like that, you know, people are into the game. They're having fun, especially if it's a close game. You know, it turns into a blowout. People are going to leave, obviously, because it's regular season. And you're not always going to sell out, you know, a Wednesday night. Uh, but baseball, you know, takes place in the summer. So, you know, kids can go out to the game. Um, you know, people are have a little bit more free time usually in the summer. So you don't necessarily need, you know, sell out crowds or anything like that. But I think you need, you, you should have good crowds when they're, when they're going on. And you shouldn't watch a baseball game at Camden Yards or wherever. And, I mean, that's just who we watch the most, you and I, Colin, the Orioles. Uh, and, you know, see less than half the stadium full. It shouldn't be that way. And I think we, and part of it has to do with how the MLB, you know, has this, like, no fun policy with the players they can't flip their bat or you get drilled the next pitch it's like that's the fun, disparity between some, teams some, i mean uh, with the market it's so much tougher for smaller teams I mean, like baltimore like washington that's such an excuse though, to compete because, though i mean, I mean if your team's, teams having a down year money. though are you going to a game yeah i'll go to at least one game probably that's one <laughs> that that's the point that i'm trying to make though is that a lot of people probably say that I, I'll go to one game. I'm still a fan, but you're not going to see big crowds night in and night out if a yeah. team's struggling no, compared I mean, that's to fair. teams like New York or L.A. that probably do fill out their stadiums because it's a larger market. Yeah, and uh, we could talk about this later, but we do have to hit the break because on the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Jefferson softball coach, the reigning state champions head coach, Desiree Water. Segment sponsored in part by our seniors home store, not just compliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding after living as family owned and operator right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackless. Go to overseas.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, Jefferson head softball coach, Desiree Waters. You're tuning into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR on TV 10. Back in two minutes. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is pleased to announce the relocation of our Berkeley Medical Center outpatient rehabilitation services to 1002 Tavern Road. This move gives Martinsburg Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation more room, more convenient parking, and a covered drive-up drop-off area. WV Medicine will continue to offer physical, occupational, and speech therapies for both adult and pediatric patients, as well as specialized services. For more info on this new location and services provided there, call 304-264-1214. 
Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, go Bulldogs. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. We'll now welcome to the program the head coach for the Jefferson Cougars softball team, head coach Desiree Waters. How are you doing today, Coach Waters? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well here, and uh, we see uh, you guys got a no-hitter last night for a, a big victory over Martinsburg as you uh, challenged yourselves this last weekend, and now you're getting into conference play. Uh, what have you liked from your team so far this year? Um, I have to say, um, so far, they're they're bouncing back pretty good after some tough, tough losses from this weekend. Um, I think the good news is, is we played some tough teams um, right off the bat, um, so we can really gauge ourselves and know where where we need to be um, as a program, um, as, especially as you mentioned before we go into um, conference and, and sectional play um, with Washington coming up this week. Coach, uh, your team returns some uh, key pieces from last year, Beckham, Becca Munslow, uh, Shelby Harris, Taylor Presley, just to name a few that returned from last season. Uh, coming off of a state championship, how do you think this group, uh, I guess, on paper looks to try to repeat? Um, I think we look good, um, but well, what's said on paper it can is a lot different than what happens out on the field. Um, as we've seen, anything can happen. We've already been beaten twice this season. Um but, you know, we're looking to hopefully see those teams again later later in the year. Um, but the girls have it in mind that, you know, that they can do this um, and that, you know, it's, it's theirs to, to still go out and, and achieve. Um, nobody can take from us what we've already achieved last year. It's just um, our turn and our focus to, to stay focused to go get another one. Um, so we're taking that game by game, um, building a tough schedule to help us do that, um, rotating our pitchers um, to get them more experience for some of these tougher games. Um, so we're all preparing from the coaching staff down to the girls to, uh, to try and get us another one, but um, also not getting ahead of ourselves. We know we have to uh, 
win plenty of games to make it there first. As we mentioned last year, it was the first time in program history you guys were able to win state championship. Uh, obviously, it's a brand new season this year, so has it been tough for you to tell your team that and to make sure that they're focused on this season and not still living in the past? Um, it We had to have the conversation, um, you know, and, and what we expect this year. That's actually something that we've been doing since I've I've been a head coach we have a little uh, meeting to talk about our goals and and what to expect and a little bit of what's different from last year to this year and what we still need to do Um, but also talking to them about um, just not letting the pressure get to them Um, because like we're saying what's ours is ours we've we've accomplished what we've already accomplished and now this next title is anybody's for the taking, including us. Um, so just trying to, to stay focused. And um, once our games have started rolling, I think they're doing a good job of forgetting last season and staying focused on, on this year. And coach, you know, we talked a little earlier about how you wanted to challenge your team with those early season games down on the southern end of the state. Are there any other teams you have on the schedule or, you know, out of out of conference kind of area games that are gonna challenge your team this season? Yes. <clears throat> so we um let's see, we scrimmaged um Stonebridge, um Thomas Johnson, we scrimmage um we started off with a game against Heritage, which um they're not a bad team. We play Tuscarora today. Um then we have Washington tomorrow. We play Woodgrove. Uh we have a doubleheader against Woodgrove and then during spring break we go back down to Charleston to play Nitro, um, Spring Valley, Hurricane. We're trying to get Herbert Hoover back on the schedule. Um, they're five time double A state champions. We were supposed to play them Friday, but got rained out. Um, Lincoln County's on the schedule also, who was a state contender last year. Um, and I think there might be one more I'm missing off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, so we've we've been lucky to get some of those big Virginia teams squeezed in since they ha- kind of have a tight schedule. Um, but, yeah, so we, we, have, a, we have a lot of, of good competition on our schedule this year. Coach, your team uh, takes on Washington tomorrow, a good uh, sectional rivalry. We will be there for that game. Um, they're off to a good start. What's your thoughts on uh, Washington this season? Well, they always, they always have a good program. Um, it's nothing to be taken lightly. Um, you know, it, it's, always, it's always a tough game between, between us and, and Washington. So um, we're excited to be playing again this this season um but again just a little bit of remembering how difficult it was to get by them last year that you know it's not just we're going to have to have we're going to have that same problem um again this year so and with that game tomorrow against washington you guys played them in the sectional championship last year it was a very intense series of games uh, that you guys won two out of the three so with that um what have you seen from them this year and what have you seen from the EPAC as a whole so far? Um, well, unfortunately we haven't gotten to see much just because we've been playing uh, playing out of conference, but um, I believe Washington played uh, Muscleman just the other day and maybe Hampshire and 
they're doing exactly what we expect um, for some of the other the other EPAC teams. Um, so, you know, again, n- not not to be taken lightly by no means. Um, and I uh, haven't really gotten to look look much into the other teams yet, just because we, we've been away. Um, so, but we're looking forward to playing the other EPAC teams also. And coach, I understand you guys have a fundraiser coming up here at the beginning of April. If you want to tell the audience what what the fundraiser is and how they can be a part of it, yes. Um, so we have our bingo fundraiser um, on April second. Um, the doors open at twelve, and bingo starts at two. If anybody wants to join in, they can purchase a ticket from myself, from a player. Contact us on the Facebook page. Um, if you have any businesses that are want to donate um, a bingo basket or a cash prize or concession stand food, um, anything that um, can help us uh, raise money at the event, we would love to do that too. Um, as far as businesses goes, we also take sponsorships, uh, we, and we can get you a sign hung up at the field. So, yeah, we, ap- we appreciate uh, any and all support we get from the community. All right, Coach, thanks for the time, and we'll see you tomorrow night for a good sectional game against Washington. All right. Thank you very much. That was head coach of the Wa- or excuse me, the Jefferson softball team, head coach Desiree Waters. They're taking on Washington tomorrow in a big sectional matchup. Colin, you'll have the call with Dylan Bishop as we get into our smaller softball schedule, but we'll obviously be there for playoffs as well. Yeah, looking forward to seeing it. It was, as I mentioned, a very uh, intense sectional championship series, and we'll hear from Coach uh, Mando Orkoski tomorrow for the Washington Patriots on the show tomorrow to kick things off. There you go. I, you didn't even inform me. Well, that's because it just happened during that interview. <laughs> what are the odds of that? That's why I was like casually on my phone while um, <laughs> doing the interview there was because she was texting me. What are the odds of that? There so, you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we get to talk to both coaches before the matchup tomorrow. But, uh, you know, softball here, obviously, last year was run by Jefferson. Hedgesville had a say in it last year as well. But Washington's going to have a say this year. Yeah. I mean, those games, it was the game one. I was just re-looking to make sure I was correct. A 10 nothing win for Jefferson to start that sectional championship series. But game two went 13 innings, and it was a one nothing win for Washington. And then a 2 nothing win in game three to allow Jefferson to go to the regional championship and then make the run for the state championship. So those two teams, uh, the Jefferson County rivalry, and very competitive with one another. Yeah, and Washington had beat them in the regular season as well. So, you know, overall, these are probably the two best teams in the EPAC, uh, or at least the two best programs traditionally between Washington and Jefferson. So, um, you know, it should be a good game. And if they were to meet again in the sectional uh, series, that should be really good as well. So I think, you know, you're going to see some good talent uh softball a little bit different than baseball too you know how how many pitchers you're needing on each team and stuff so you know munslow and i believe harris as well both return for jefferson and plus you can't look past who threw the no hitter last night Alyssa lagreco i believe a senior as well and you know she threw no hitter against martinsburg last night right so you know you got talent there and you're pitching you got talent with your defense it's not the same team they do lose a few of their key players from last season but I mean, that's every program. So Jefferson, uh, they'll battle. I think the the early season competition, uh, you know, losing those two games, Cabell Midland and St. Albans, 
that helps you kind of refocus if you did have a little bit of that, uh, you know, they call it a Super Bowl hangover in, in football, you know, kind of that that, that uh, championship that, hey, we've won, we're going to do it again easily, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, so I think having those losses early in the season could help Jefferson. Uh, and, and they were competitive with those teams, and those teams are probably going to be the type of teams that you see at the state tournament. So, um, yeah, I like this team still, and I think they're going to you know do a lot of good things this year. Any other thoughts, Cole? you got to remember with softball, it's different that they don't need for pitching uh, days of rest, kind of like what you see in baseball. So we could see LaGreco go tomorrow as well. Yeah, that could probably, be true. Probably not early in the season, maybe, but could yeah. see her a little bit potentially. Probably not get the start. We'll see. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We're going to wrap things up. We'll talk uh, some NFL talk as some uh, moves kind of being made. Cam Newton wants back. He was at the Auburn Pro Day. Uh, Zeke, where will Zeke Elliott land? Is is OBJ's NFL career over? Plus, we'll wrap up the show talking to Alex Ovechkin. He hits another milestone last night. Fortunately, the caps fall once again. But we'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. As we uh, begin to wrap up the show, about 13 minutes left in today's edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, let's talk some NFL, some moves going on. Uh, we saw Cam Newton the other day post a video that he was going to be at the Auburn Pro Day throwing. Uh, is he back? Is, is he legit or should he go to the XFL? Cam Newton to the Ravens. Well, they Ooh. probably won't have a quarterback. So That'd be a very solid backup. I don't know. He might have to they start. They talked about that before. Uh, or at least people had talked about that before, and I just I don't think Cam would be like a great backup just because I don't know if, if that's really what Cam would want to be. No, it's not, but it's arguably the best fit in the style, right? Yeah, depending on how they uh, play their offense, but also he's probably lost a little bit of a step. I don't know. It wasn't yeah. a pro day, but I don't know. Um, I saw the one speaking video of pro days, of him and he had a pretty big dime. Speaking of pro days, we can confirm we will will be at the Shepherd Pro Day next Tuesday. Right, but we won't be live. We'll be recording some stuff, probably. Yes, but we will be there reporting. Yes. Sorry, just had to put that out there. Confirmed it this morning. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but what were you saying, Colin? We were talking about Cam Newton. Right. I, I saw a clip of him on uh, Twitter from the pro day, and it was the one where you step back, roll out of the pocket, then circle around, and then step back up and make a deep ball throw, and it, it was right on the money. Yeah, so, but again, no defense. That's just one, and uh, yes, against no defense. But I still feel like he's a NFL quarterback that can fit into a team. It, it's just, I mean, he made it to a Super Bowl. Right. The dude was a he was an MVP. MVP was a Heisman winning quarterback. He he has the talent, so it honestly baffles me that he's not on the team right now. Well, I think again, what does Cam want to do and? and when you bring in that kind of backup quarterback, um, you know you saw similar things over the years with guys that didn't last in the league as long as you would think they would. Because yes, talent-wise, is Cam Newton probably better than some of the backup quarterbacks in the NFL? I'd say yeah, definitely. But you know what is he going to command as a backup? And then anytime the starter struggles, the fans are going to say, "Oh, put Cam Newton in," because they think it's 2012, and it's not. Or I that's guess twenty fifteen is a better reference. So you know, that's sometimes one of the issues you have when you bring in a veteran that has that caliber but isn't the same player he once was as your backup. Uh he brings a little bit more to the backup position. So yes, he would be a better asset for your team, uh, but would he be too much of a distraction that it's not worth it? And I think that's the question with Cam. Um, and I don't know if you were trying to subtly make this point, but I want to hammer it home. With Cam Newton, even though he'd probably be a backup for many teams now in his career, in his mind, he probably wouldn't want to be being paid right. like a backup quarterback. In his mind, he yeah. probably still wants a contract as a starting quarterback. And do teams truly want to pay now Cam Newton that much money? Because he's not what he was. Right. He'd probably, I mean, he'd want a significant pay to be a backup. I don't know if he'd want, like, starter money, especially the way starter money is thrown around where Daniel Jones is making, you know, $40 million. Uh, but he'd probably want, you know, 
seven to eight million a year, I would think, or, or you know, he'd probably want substantial pay. So, um, I don't know if he'd be worth that. So exactly, you know, I, I kind of joked with the Ravens, but also, I mean, he could end up being the starter, right? Because they he could. don't know what is going on with Lamar, especially if Lamar sits out. Do. Right. So maybe that could be a, a landing spot for him, but it just kind of depends on how they evaluate him at this point and what the Ravens' plan is if Lamar Jackson isn't playing. But let me tell you, if it's Tyler Huntley, they're not going to win a whole lot of games, uh, no matter how good the rest of the team is. <laughs> uh, so the only reason I'm going to talk about this is because we usually don't see Adam Schef- Schefter, the one reporting on this, but uh, 1244, about, uh, what, seven minutes ago, Adam Schefter, has reported Canadian billionaire Steve Apostolopoulos, I'm probably saying that wrong, has become the newest potential bidder to to tour the Washington Commanders stadium and training facilities as he seeks to buy the, the franchise league sources have told uh, Adam Schefter and Brian Weinhorst, who is an NBA... Weinhorst. Weinhorst, who's an NBA guy, which is kind of confusing. But... Uh, a new bidder has emerged, and Adam Schefter is reporting this, which is pretty interesting because he's kind of been not among the reporters to, to say who's in or who's out. Uh, it's usually the local reporters. So you would think that maybe necessarily, you know, you get Adam Schefter. You know, this is where my beginning to. Yeah, it makes you think that there's yes. potentially more serious traction there with yes, him. Yes, that's what I was others. trying to go for. Yeah. I agree with that. He's recently had discussions to buy the Charlotte Hornets from Michael Jordan, but has focused the opportunity to purchase the Commanders now. Michael Jordan should buy the Commanders. I There was that rumor going around this past weekend when all these fake blue check marks on Twitter were actually reporting things was that MJ was going to try to sell After Charlotte the Hornets, to he's become a minority ownership group there like Magic Johnson just did. He wouldn't. Yeah, you don't want that. No, I know. I don't know, but that's an interesting thing. He, he did have a stint in Washington, though. Yeah. yeah. As a GM Why not do it again? player for the Wizards. I'm kidding, obviously. I don't know, but really it's just well interesting that you see Adam Schefter posting that. No, we, I agree. We, yeah, that that caught my His attention. His job is to report on the NFL, so it is interesting that he's reporting on the NFL. Well, yeah, but it's interesting because we haven't seen him do it a lot here of late. We've seen a lot of the local reporters. Yeah. But, uh, that's, I also think it's because it's coming soon. Yeah, maybe. It's coming down the home stretch here. I'm saying we're a week away. Or it's a slow business day. Adam Schefter needs a story to report. I'm saying we're a week away from the sell. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll yeah. wait and see, won't we? We will wait and see. Apparently, there are three other known bidders. Josh Harris, Houston Rockets owner Tillman Ferretta, for t- for, 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 it, for Tito, excuse me, uh, and now this guy, though there has been speculation about Jeff Bezos, he has not joined the mix. Did not know about the Houston Rockets owner. I don't think I did either. So there we go. That's some interesting news. Uh, with the NFL owners meetings in Phoenix starting Monday, there has been increased speculation that the deal could be announced very soon. Uh, we'll keep you updated on all that we know about this as this would change the landscape of the Washington Commanders, a player that used to play for a team that competed highly in the division against the Washington Commanders. Uh, the Giants were had Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. He's trying to make a comeback. Where do we think he lands? I think he might be done. 
And I say this because he's had some serious injuries. First of all, OBJ has always been a little bit overrated, um, I think, because he's really known for that one big catch. And then he had some good seasons, but I don't think he's as good as people kind of advertise him as once being. Uh, At one point, yeah, he was probably a top receiver in the league, but he hasn't been that since, uh, you know, a good few years. He's had these injuries. Obviously, he played in Cleveland, too, so, I mean, that's kind of tough to be good in Cleveland. Nobody is. Um, But he might be on his way out. I think he'll get another team, but it's not going to be for big money. And the thing is, I think, you know, the Odell Beckham uh, market is probably like four to eight million. And he probably doesn't want that. Yeah, I put him in the same situation like Cam Newton. Yeah, he still thinks he's OBJ, uh, which he might be. But I just don't know how productive he will be at this point with all these injuries he's had um, and him getting up there in age. So he'll probably sign with a team, but at this point in his career, you know, what's he really going to be? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be too much. Maybe a good third receiver. And for all I know, I could be wrong. He he might have bounced back from these injuries and, and returned to, you know, a solid performer. But is he still a wide receiver one? I don't think so. I think we see him go back to the Rams. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, the Rams are trying to get younger, it seems like. So bringing in OBJ doesn't really add up to that. That's true. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you guys on that as well as we begin to wrap things up here. About three or four minutes left in the show. Let's kind of wind things down talking about the Capitals. They fell to the Blue Jackets 7-6 to six in overtime. Not a good look. They do get a point out of it. Uh, good thing to see that the Penguins aren't even in the wild card spot anymore after last night. Alex Ovechkin, he scored another goal. He passed Wayne Gretzky for most 40-plus goal seasons with 13, and with his 820th career goal, he's now just 74 behind Gretzky's record mark of 894. Uh, on the night that they honor him for passing, or for getting into third place, or excuse me, second place, passing uh gordy howe they honored a lot of honor did you watch those uh, those videos i have not seen the video that apparently um was shown on the uh jumbo screen excuse me um from backstrom um narrating that was a very good i want to see that and then i saw um on social media that everybody when they went out for the uh warm-up skating um around that they were all wearing number eight on the back of their jerseys as they should be cool as well but it was a frustrating loss yesterday and an unacceptable one. There there seriously needs to be big changes made in the Washington Capitals organization if they Sell want the to team. have success. Because it, this franchise is not going in the right direction, which is sad because, yes, you obviously as a fan want to still see Ovechkin there in Washington breaking the record here in a year or two, passing the great one in goals. But at the same time, winning matters more. Yeah, winning does matter more. But, Colin, we already knew at the deadline what they wanted to do. They were trying to push towards next year with what they're doing. And there was kind of really no hope to make the playoffs. They're not mathematically eliminated, but they'd have to go on a big run and then probably just to fall in the the first round of the playoffs. But I think – you know, just the honoring of Vetchkin was the big night last night in front of the fans, and he was able to go over 40, 40 goals in a season for a record 13 times. If he can go 14, maybe 15 times, he'll break the record in two seasons. Yeah. 
So uh, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We're back on the air for baseball tonight as Musselman travels to Hedgesville. 6.40 pregame, 7 p.m. first pitch. It'll be Nick, Tripp, and myself on the call. Uh, and then tomorrow we'll have softball action for you. But if you want to go listen to this show again, stay tuned later on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can hear Coach Desiree Waters' interview again. Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, for our intern, Gerald Wright, Nick Ferzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk or tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.